This week's episode of The Sports Lord is brought to you by Terry's Tasers. Terry's Tasers. They'll get the job done, but they're gentle on the balls. I should know. I tested them in the bedroom. And now it's time for The Sports Lord. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yo, 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 what's up? Hey, hey, everyone. Hello. That's a, that's a new fetish. I didn't know that uh, uh, Herb was into with the electrical stuff on the, on the testes. Yeah, he told me he likes it rough in the bedroom. And I guess this is the, the next step for him is just get his yeah. sexual partner to tase him in the balls. Well, things with, with his uh, track record, his his disease track record things are kind of numb down there anyway i think mm-hmm. so uh i think it's more exciting for him to just feel anything yeah you got to get that sensation back up and i remember yeah. being like a 14 year old watching real sex on hbo thinking it'd be good and then seeing a bunch of old people playing with electricity and sex and it was like ah is that what sex is yeah i don't know if i it's, want that yeah a real sex <laughs> real cool Real sex was wild, you know. Mm-hmm. I I didn't have um, HBO, but you know, you'd stay, you know, you stay at a friend's house who has it. You turn it on, yeah. and you're like, "Why are all these women popping balloons with their asses or whatever?" You know, it was, mm-hmm. just, it was weird mm-hmm. shit. It was goofy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, my dad stole HBO for a little while, and I got to watch it that way. And uh, and it was like, yeah. I, why are we? Why are they eating while humping? Because that's the word yeah. I would use at the time. And it's like this isn't fun. This doesn't seem fun. It's uh, it's weird, kinky shit. I, even as a kid, I was like, these all seem like nerds. Yeah. They're just nerds yeah. who get into some weird shit and or want to show everybody. Real sex, take fourteen or. <laughs> Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then would that precede or come out because then there was taxi cab confessions which mm-hmm. was yeah always interesting um yeah, people that, said some weird shit that was always more interesting to me than real sex i like vividly will remember there was again i was a little kid no idea what new york city was i hadn't lived there but there was a guy in the back of the cab who was like an mta worker or something or an emt and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, last week we had to pull this guy out who fell in between the trains and his body was all twisted up. So the moment we lifted the train, his guts would spill out and he would oh die. Oh, my God. And he was like, so we had his family come to the station where he was and like say their goodbyes. Uh, he was like under. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, he was alive. He, w- he survived it because the train was basically pinching his body in half. So like nothing like his organs were fucked but he wasn't bleeding out yet and as soon as they lifted the train it was like over there was like nothing you could do to save him he should have story has stuck with me for like yeah because long it's been because it's horrifying horrifying. it's the most horrifying thing i've ever heard but like if that was me in that situation i'd bring my lawyer alan dershowitz down and Mm -hmm. i'd say 
they can't move this train. They now have to keep it here until I die of natural causes. Yeah. I'd say bring down a PS4, bring down a TV, bring some snacks. I'm going to be here for a while. I I live here now. This is my house. (laughs) Well, back then, I guess I would have been like, bring a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis. (laughs) (laughs) A Pepsi Clear. Uh, (laughs) I love Pepsi Clear. Bring some of that. Uh, but don't bring my fucking wife. I know she wants to say goodbye, but yep, yep, yep. Jesus Forget about Christ. it. Come on. But yeah, no, that I vividly remember that taxi cab confessions more than the ones where they would like have sex in the cab or whatever. Cause it was like, I'm scarred by this. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I don't remember that, but the one that stuck with me, even though it's not scarring, I don't even remember the content of it, but I remember the guy was like just some fucking dude with like long hair gets him back in the cab by himself. And he's like, yeah, I'm visiting. I'm actually working. The guy was like, Oh, well, what do you, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a musician. He's like, what do you, are, are you in an act I would have heard of? He's like, I'm the keyboardist for the goo goo dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo zone, Western New York's goo goo dolls. That's right. Yeah, great uh, show on New Year's Eve, by the way. I don't know if you guys caught that on the Rockin' Eve, but Goo Goo Dolls put on a beautiful show. Did oh, they? I miss that. No, I mean, I heard it was bad. Everyone was making fun of them. <laughs> I missed, because I watched New Year's Rockin' Eve, which was, you know, weird and grim and depressing because of the COVID restrictions. But uh, did you guys see Cindy Lauper's performance? I think you mentioned it, and I went back and saw highlights. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, we we talked about this last week. It was she sang this new song, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So I can't. <laughs> she has a new song. It was a new song, and it was just her, and there was a DJ. So it was like house music with her singing over it, <laughs> and she was just really flat and like, you know, I I, I love Cindy Lauper as much as the next guy, but my opinion of her dropped a few notches after that it was just really exceptionally bad was it women just want to have fun yeah it was postmenopausal women just want to have fun why did they have cindy lopper and goo goo dolls just out of curiosity i don't know they also i didn't see the they also had j-lo and a-rod was there with their whole family they had um i want to say Megan the Stallion might have done a performance. Mm, okay, she's a current artist. There are some currents, but there are also some some geezers in there cuz I think it's more of a geezer thing to watch that, but Goo Goo Dolls may have been local here perhaps or it may have been a different one. Now that maybe. I'm like researching it, it may it may not have been the the Dick Clark one. Uh, maybe they play Buffalo New Year's Eve every year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. God willing. Um, so, so they had J Lo and and A Rod there with their family. Yeah, that's interesting. They, they, those two, they, they seem to do a lot of stuff together. But the weird thing about both of them is, I don't think people like either of the <laughs> like other people in there. In baseball, everyone hates A Rod, and I feel like a lot of people don't like J Lo either. Like, there's like some famous clip of. Um, Mariah Carey saying she doesn't know who J Lo is. You guys ever see that? Yeah, no. she I, definitely she definitely knows who J Lo is, but 
is pretending like she doesn't. Yeah, she's, she's always, her, I guess. She's always throwing shade at J-Lo. And look, yeah. I, I love J-Lo. I love J-Lo. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but she seems, she's a lot like uh, Beyonce or those other, or like Mariah Carey herself or whatever. It's like, they don't seem like they'd be fun to hang out with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no, they seem like they'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then A-Rod, um, it's funny you bring him up. I posted this on our Instagram, but our good pal Jose Canseco, I don't know if you saw his tweet where it's like, Happy New Year to everyone except A-Rod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, Jose is really like, he's got to be, my my favorite Twitter accounts are probably mm-hmm. him, Liam Gallagher, and a new one I recommend, he's new to Twitter, Dave Davies of the Kinks. Mm. Um, he's he's new to Twitter in his like late seventies. In his late seventies, because he posted this thing. He'll just post random shit, but he posted like, "Does anyone remember the name of the the lady with huge tits who used to go to CBGBs?" <laughs> and, he, like, and he was like, "She used to wiggle her tits with her muscles, and she was also at Max's Kansas City." And somebody was like all these people were going after him and he was just like responding to them. Like, if you don't like me, that's your problem. Fuck you. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's cool to see an old guy just uh, really have, let people have it on Twitter, but he's just trying to find some honk off material. Can you blame him? <laughs> I guess so I guess it's um, pretty cell phones. So it's like, Hey, if anyone have a mag, a photograph, or- <laughs> <laughs> Also, you mentioning you mentioning Max's Kansas City and CBGB's. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of the show, Rob Oki, producer of the Unbelievers podcast and stuff. He's now editing No Dogs in Space and a few other podcasts I like a lot, uh, which I highly recommend. So shout out. Congratulations, Rob. And No Dogs in Space is a really good podcast if you like kind of music. It's like a super music history show where they do like series on individual bands. And it's really good. Cool. I'm going to highly recommend. Nice. Um, Nice. But yeah, shout out Rob. Good job there, buddy. Good job. But Uh, um, are they hiring, please? I know. I've been (laughs) been turned down by all of them, so they're not hiring me because I've tried to apply to every podcast network to edit, but uh, no. Um, But uh, yeah, going back to our sponsor real quick, I wanted to mention it like with tasers. um, Have y'all ever been tased before? No. Can't say that I have. My take on it is that it uh, it doesn't feel good. So you have been tased. Yeah. Whoa. Please give the story behind your tasing. Yeah. It's not as fun as it sounds, the story. Um, and it wasn't like the full-on cop tasers. It was uh, like a stun gun taser kind of deal. But uh, back uh, when I worked at Sports Radio 790 The Zone in Atlanta at the sports talk radio station I worked at, I was friends with some of the promotions people. And those were, you know, they would get all kinds of random shit from sponsors. And someone sent a case of stun gun tasers to the station because I guess one of the sponsors was a company that made them. So, of course, just like a bunch of dumb idiot 20 year olds would do, we uh, made bets and challenges and dared each other. And the loser had to get a little stun. And uh, me and a couple other guys lost out and uh, we had to do it. And uh, it fucking sucks yeah it, like I bet a, it does did it like go throughout your whole body yeah of- you feel it like we we didn't even turn it to like max because it was like we don't want to like literally hurt each other but like we know this isn't going to feel good no matter what 
And like, yeah, you feel like just like your body seizes up. You know what I mean? Like all your muscles just like contract immediately and you can't move or do anything. Uh, Again, it wasn't even like the cop level tasers where you can take out tons of people with them, but, or that the ones that like insert into you, it was just like a stun, but yeah, it's not, it's not fun. Don't recommend. So imagine that getting applied directly to your balls that that would not be good. Which apparently, so that didn't actually happen. Or I don't know. So for those of you who don't know, last week there was an attack on the Capitol. <laughs> you may have missed it. <laughs> yeah, you might have missed it. It was kind of wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it was it was like buried underneath some you know, some other important things that were happening in the news. But um but yeah, apparently there a story that came out during this terrorist attack was that some really smart person accidentally tased himself in the balls which caused himself to have a heart attack and die which is it's not funny it's very funny um <laughs> but uh it's been said now that that didn't happen that he did die of a heart attack uh but he didn't tase himself in the balls but i like to believe he did i'm gonna go ahead and believe that he did tase himself in the balls because the other story that i, ha- I have not heard refuted is that a woman had a Gadsden flag, which is the one with the snake that says, don't tread on me. And she was trampled to death by the crowd. And that is horrifying. Yeah. I believe she was from Kennesaw, Georgia, too. Yes. So, one of Georgia's own proud citizens. Good job. Kennesaw, Georgia, which has is the home to Kennesaw Mountain, which is the site of a Civil War battlefield uh, battle. And um jimmy and i climbed up it in high school for some reason Mm -hmm. our whole Mm -hmm. class our whole class did yeah and that mountain that mountain's named after the major league baseball commissioner kennesaw mountain landis right yeah it's not the other way it's not the other (laughs) he was he was there first then they found this mountain Mm -hmm. and they named it after him yeah that's what i thought that's what i thought that's like an all-timer for names by the way that is a great that's pretty close to what was the name of the politician? Was it Lester Maddox, the one they called Old Battle Axe? That was like I think he owned a restaurant that was explicitly whites only, and he was like openly very mm. racist. This is back, back. This is like two years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is two, three months ago. Um, <laughs> no, but this is back when I guess. You know what? I'm I'm gonna. You, you, I was going to say back when politicians could just be openly racist, but that's, hey, that's come back around, hasn't it? Yes, we're living in that time. Mm-hmm. They went away and they came right back. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they were always there all along. I think they were. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. But yeah, yeah it was well, a weird, weird turn of events last Wednesday because Georgia went blue in both Senate races. And then hours later, chaos erupted at the capitol and i i just want to say i i was there i was a part of it i didn't think it was going to go that far so you know as soon as we as soon as people started stealing stuff from pelosi's office i was like guys i'm gonna keep doing this but then i i gotta go after this and i didn't i had no plans to get violent but, yeah, you just you just took those kind bars from Pelosi's office. That's all you came for. And that's all you wanted. And I honestly, I just took them not out of malice. I was hungry. I yeah. hadn't eaten all day. 
Uh, she had some Luna bars and some kind bars. And I said, well, Luna's for women. I'll take a kind bar. And I mean, yes. you probably, you're a citizen. You probably paid for those kind bars. So. You're goddamn right. And yes, yeah. maybe I went to Chuck Schumer's office with zip ties and a gun. It was a joke. If he had been yeah. there, I'd have been like, ha ha, joke, ha ha, funny. I wasn't going to zip tie him and hold him at gunpoint. That could mean anything. Having those two things could mean it's a it's clearly a a, a sign of peace. You know? <laughs> it's a sign of peace. Yeah. It's a sign that <laughs> yeah. I'm a man of peace and I come in peace to love and serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are just for your own protection. And then when you took a dump on the floor, that, that was because they, they had the bathrooms blocked uh, off. You had to take a dump somewhere. Okay, I took a dump on Ted Lou's floor. Okay. Does that mean I hate Ted Lou? No, it means I had to go to the bathroom and I was in his office. You saw the word Lou and you thought that meant Lou, like a bathroom. <laughs> yes. I thought it meant Lou in the British sense. I just wanted to take a fat shit. Because you're, ang- you're an Anglophile and we all know it. I sort yeah. of, I use, yes, I don't call them trucks. I call them lorries. Yeah, you take the lift it, up. Take the lift. I don't eat fries. I eat chips. I don't eat chips. I eat crisps. You stay in a flat, not an apartment. I have a, I have a flatmate, not a girlfriend. You say cunt and it's not bad. It's okay <laughs> I, when you say cunt, yeah. When I say football, I'm going to play soccer. It's very confusing for all my American <laughs> friends, but this is who I am, and this is what I am. Yeah, this like for the listeners who haven't picked up on this, it's because like that's why it takes me so long to edit these episodes because I'm editing <laughs> Kevin's words to make sense for us here in the United States. <laughs> and I call them the colonies. Okay, that was actually yeah. I was part of that march, but I want us to go back to being thirteen colonies. Is that yeah. wrong? You tell me. I remember um, uh, wanting to do that as like when people were like, we want our country back. And like, I wanted to always show up to those rallies, like in a red coat and British accent. They're like, <laughs> yes, bring it back. <laughs> it's uh, ours. Yeah. But you know, who could have seen this coming? We haven't been talking about this on our show, on our sports show. That's not even a news show. We haven't mentioned the possibility of this happening. You know, the president hasn't, the president hasn't deliberately said all this his followers haven't been planning it you know like they had merch printed up it was all a spur of the moment you know it just happened and they're just uh they're patriots who just just want their country back from from you know black people and immigrants and stuff like i've been told by a lot of people around me in my life i've been told you know these are just good hard working american people these maga chodes like why why should we be scared of them? We have to respect them. They're they're just like everyone else. It's like, yeah, clearly. It really, I'm not to be a history nerd here, but I'm reading a book right now that takes place in like the 1850s, 40s and 50s. And, you know, this whole anti-immigrant nativist thing, it's not new in America. Every time there's a wave of immigrants, there's some assholes who are like, no, I'm a native-born son and... I'm Bill the Butcher, the Bowery Boys. And, you know, so, and it, it was bad then, and it's bad now. A lot of people say if those protesters or rioters or insurgents, whatever you want to call them, if they weren't all white, it might have been different. 
Hey, I don't, I mean, you know, 14 <laughs> people were arrested after storming like the legislative branch of this country. It's like, that's enough, right? 14 people. That seems that's, like a good, that's a good number. That's did a, you guys yeah. see the one MAGA guy who they were like, you can't fly, you're on a no-fly list. And he started like crying. Oh, that's my new yeah. like stroke, my my spank bank right there. It's yeah. hilarious. I saw that. It was also funny how when they all first got in there, they were all staying inside those like ropes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I don't know, they're just dumb. They're dumb people. But um, yeah, we're not going to like linger on this, but it's hard not to talk about, uh, you know, the start of the Civil War sequel um, when it just happens. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's another like, yeah, I'm down to change topics, but just no, we, yeah, we can talk about it. But, like you know, and be aware, dear listener, they got more coming because they're planning some shit already for Inauguration Day. And I think a couple of days before Inauguration Day. Something called the Million Militia March. That sounds fun, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds real fun. So seems harmless, yeah. So yeah, uh, if you're planning to go see Biden sworn in, which I know, if you're listening, you're a huge Biden head, and you want to be there for this historic day. But I would caution you: maybe stay the fuck away from any uh, Capitol buildings anywhere in the country. Might be a good idea. Yeah probably a good call i would also just say get off the internet everybody it's bad they're banning all these q anons and stuff from twitter and stuff which hey libertarians are getting their dream you know private companies are are making the rules now um because it's not a first amendment thing it's a privately owned company can decide whatever they want and who they can have but um just get off twitter anyway it's all bad even with these people gone I've been on it a little bit, my, uh, a lot myself this week because of football. Like I wanted to tweet out some stupid jokes and bullshit of the football, but of course you get sucked into the other bullshit and, uh, I can definitely feel my brain rotting and my emotions getting crazy. So just, I've, you know, it's hard and I'm not fully off social media yet, but I recommend everyone doing that. Cause I think, uh, that's a big part of why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Social media has definitely uh, made our insane country even crazier. So that's my hot take. A guy who wanted to rate the hot girls at his college has now made all our parents become fucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's wild. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Horny nerds. They're, they're bad for America. They ruin everything. The world. Yep. And they run everything now. Um, yeah, and they used to try to make us feel sorry for them, but now we see how evil they they actually are. Yeah. On a lighter note, unrelated to anything, good. I was just sent. Uh, they're looking for background security guards, people to play security guards on Succession, and looking in New York. I think I'm going to submit because I would love to be a background security guard. I love that show. So there's a silver lining. That's cool. Just be right. careful and make sure it's in New York and it's not a, a way to get more police down in D.C. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> all right, yeah, just get in this van. Here we go. Here's we'll pay, a, We'll pay for it. We'll pay for your trip. Here's a gun. Good luck. <laughs> well, now that we've tackled the news once again. You know, like no one else. <laughs> yeah. Freaking sports happened, right? I think. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
Hell yeah, dude, bro. So we're recording on uh, a Tuesday, which we it's not our normal day, and we decided to move the day back because uh, last night on Monday was, and this episode may be coming out Thursday this week. Well, you'll you'll know when you get it, but we'll see how much I want to edit it all in one day. But um, last night was the national championship game, and the Crimson Tide of Alabama rolled all over the Ohio State Buckeyes as many predicted and uh it was another boring championship game with two teams we see every year and uh yeah Devontae Smith is really good <laughs> he's extremely good I um, I tried to put money on the game I was going to bet for Alabama to cover the spread so I would have won money but all the betting sites in New Jersey want your full social security number. And I was like, uh, no, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alabama uh, looked extremely dominant in that game. It was a classic Alabama where they, it seemed neck and neck for like a quarter and a half. And then they just ran away with it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, the whole playoff was pretty boring, but you know, well, I'm just going to, in my mind, put an asterisk on this championship season for Bama like I did for the Dodgers. And, yeah, whatever, man. I, I guess I'll just try to enjoy this Hawks season now that college football's over. But, yeah, it was it was like a beatdown. And I know, like, Ohio State people will say, well, we're missing players and whatever. It's like Devontae Smith was on his way to break the record that Justin Jefferson set for LSU last year with most receiving yards in like the first half, he was like six yards away. And then he got, he like broke a finger or something and didn't get to finish the game, but it wasn't even close. I mean, I thought for a second, like you said, a quarter, like in the first quarter when Ohio state got like the first fumble recovery and tied it at 14, it's, Oh, this is going to be a game. This will be cool. And then it just wasn't. Seems like every time I watch Alabama, that's what happens is it's like, little back and forth and they kind of just toy with the opponent and then they just run them over so yeah and it's like you said as much as we love college football it does seem like well this isn't great for the sport to have you you see it's basically like two of three team it's like clemson ohio state alabama and the games are usually a blowout it's bad for college football like the ratings are dropping because people are sick of seeing the same shit you get tired of like as much as I love college football, I'm sick of seeing the same three teams in the preseason. Those were the three teams that everyone knew were going to get in. So there was nothing that really happened. And like this season, I didn't enjoy again, like the whole COVID thing just took me out of it a little bit. Um, It just wasn't as fun for me to watch. My team sucked, but whatever. I'm used to that. It just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I, I don't want guys. I didn't want guys getting hurt. I hated seeing Jalen Waddle play. Someone should have been like, Hey man, like you got a bright career ahead of you in the NFL. Stop going into the game with a broken ankle. Just do your one play and that's it. Yeah. That was weird. Seeing him limp around on the field like that. I was like, what, what are you doing, man? It's like, get him one play and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess if he wants one play, but yeah, it's weird. Like Bama's, clearly just a super team i mean it like that was it's insane it's like they they're they're like the billionaires of college football and they just have they have all the best players like three deep at every position so yeah it was it was it was it was boring 
Yeah, it was good at first, but it, it quickly got out of hand. I mean, it's impressive to watch their team play and just like how stacked they are and how few mistakes they make. But as like a yeah, well, I'll put it this way: I I turned it off pretty early in the fourth quarter because I was just like, this isn't yeah exciting. It's just. Yeah, yeah. you knew what was going to happen. Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman at a ceremony that nobody knew about because I think everyone was like, oh, wait, the Heisman was awarded? But um, who won the Heisman and showed out yesterday, he wasn't even the number one wide receiver coming into the season. That was Jalen Waddle. But because he broke his ankle or whatever in the first game, Devontae became the number one guy. So it's like that's how deep they are. And I think I said this before, but – to me, it's like I, I hate it. I hate giving Alabama any credit for anything because I hate Alabama. Uh, they're like my school's rival. But what LSU did last year was super impressive and incredible. But to me, it just sh- what happened this year just shows Alabama being on another tier because like there was no rebuild for Alabama. It's like they had a bad year and they came back with a vengeance, you know. Whereas LSU, oh, yeah. I know LSU had other circumstances surrounding their struggles, but I don't think they were going to be anywhere near what this team was this season. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, we think about over the Saban era at Bama too, like they've had so many quarterbacks like Mac Jones, who's just like, I mean, maybe he'll be in it. I don't know much about his NFL prospects, but like. I think they said he's likely to be a late first rounder. Because of okay. last night. I mean, he looked yeah, they, incredible. Yeah, I'll they, give him that. Yeah, they've won all these games. They've had so many guys like that where it was like Greg McElroy or uh, A.J. McCarron. Um, all these guys who are just like seem like serviceable, like middle-tier college quarterbacks or don't aren't really like pro material. Yeah, they're not uh, like Trevor Lawrence's or, or Justin Fields. They're not. Yeah, or like they Joe don't Burrow. Blow you away. And it's just like they, because they're just so stacked everywhere, and they just don't make mistakes. It seems like, well, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It seems well, like they—that's all they want out of a quarterback—is like just don't fuck up and just drop back in the pocket and throw it. You'll have plenty of time. Just make good reads. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing I was thinking about this morning, where it's like both of these teams, Ohio State and and Alabama, they basically fuel the NFL with every skill position but the quarterbacks from both schools usually don't work out in the NFL because what Ohio state quarterback Terrell Pryor, he wasn't that great. Dwayne Haskins was asked to leave the Washington football team this year. You know what I mean? Craig Krenzel who won a national championship is like a coach, I guess now And Alabama, like the same, who was the last great Alabama quarterback to translate into the NFL? Like Tua, but Tua like looked okay this year. He didn't look that great. Yeah. He seems a little too banged up to, have a yeah really solid career and it's like to uh we heard about you know before he even became the starter at bama and how he was going to be like the best quarterback bama's ever had and he was really good uh but usually so like any other school when you lose one of the best quarterbacks you've ever had there's like an expected you expect a drop off of some kind the next season like like lsu they can say like, well, Joe Burrow was amazing and he's clearly going to be good in the NFL and he left. So, you know, now we don't have, there's not always somebody coming behind or like, we're going to have a drop off in our performance. Cause we just don't have the same super talent that we did last year. And it's like, that's just not the case for Bama. They just, it doesn't matter who left They're They're always going to be stacked. 
Yeah, and like this year it was supposed to be Tua left and his brother is going to take over. But then Mac Jones actually ended up beating him out for the job and his brother transferred to Maryland and it had a pretty good year. But it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird that these two schools who are perennially good, like I can't think of quarterbacks in the NFL from those schools that have been really good recently. Yeah. Because Clemson, you know, they got Deshaun Watson and uh, he's, <laughs> you know, top four, three quarterback in the fucking NFL is just on a terrible team. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but that puts a cap on the college football season. It's over. Hopefully this next season will be back to normal, back to like what it was before, but hopefully improved. I doubt it, but hopefully we can get back 21 season. That'd be nice. Yeah. Something see. to hope for. Yeah. We'll see what this vaccine is real. Because um, I don't, I don't know if it's real. Yeah, I don't either. I'm here, and yeah. it's fake. <clears throat> yeah, just no, like I, all the, just like all the other vaccines are fake. They're all exactly, fake. exactly. No, but in all seriousness, I did. I told you guys this off mic, but I, I hung out with a chemist who's developing yet another vaccine. Um, you see, folks, we we always say Kevin's a scientist, and you laugh at us. But he's hanging mm-hmm. out with chemists developing vaccines. Would a non-scientist do that? Exactly. I, I don't even know. Kevin's the only scientist I know. Me I too. Even, yeah, it was it was a scientist hangout, um, and we scientist to scientist. I said, "Come on, shoot me straight. I'm a scientist. What's going on with this vax?" And he told me, and I was like, "Okay, I guess it's real." Kevin also said earlier he's reading a book. So scientists read books. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm a yeah. historian and a scientist. Between the scientists and the book reading stuff, I'm starting to wonder, like, does Kevin belong on this show anymore? Because I'm that's... sort of starting to outgrow the show, and I'm also starting to outgrow my human vehicle. Because I just watched the Heaven's Gate documentary and I am Heaven's Gate. So I'm an alien from outer space living in my body. Eventually a spaceship will come and take me and that will be a joyous day. You hear that, folks? We have an illegal alien among us. Illegal alien. Come get him in New Jersey. Build that wall. (laughs) Build that wall. Indeed. Space wall. We're going to build a space wall around the planet. We're going to build it. It's going to be a beautiful space wall. Um, I mean, maybe I, I read a thing this week about how black holes are actually like other s- planes of existence or dimensions. And we are inside of a black hole to other people. So if they figure out how to travel, maybe we could do that. Maybe we do need to build this wall now. Like, I don't know. Call me crazy. Shit. Well, it's a good thing we got that space force. They can probably help us build a space wall. That's true. That's true. Anyway, the NFL Super Wild yeah. Card Weekend happened. Um, that was a, and it was a wild, wild card. It was a fun. It was a bunch of fun games. I thought the big, uh, the big talking point for most people was uh, Nickelodeon broadcasting the Saints Bears games with the slime cam or whatever. That, that was so bizarre, so bizarre. And I don't understand why, because it was being broadcast both on CBS and Nickelodeon. Well, the Nickelodeon was, they were explaining football to like little kids is, was part of it. 
they had a different broadcasting crew. It wasn't the same crew as the, it was, I don't think it was Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. It was NFL network people. And they were explaining the rules of the game a little bit more and, and making it more kid friendly, even though the saints are like the biggest shit talking team and start fights with people. But like, that's who they chose to put on that. Yeah. Wasn't, didn't somebody uh, get caught on, on a mic saying fuck very loudly during that Nickelodeon broadcast, a couple times, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that may hey, have been the an important part of the game. That's an important part of the game. Kids got to learn that profanity, the violence, the profanity. Well, it's like it's all about. Uh, like, so I forget who it was, but they were tweeting this out. It's like you know, based on playing video games against kids, they know these words well ahead of before oh my they god. watch football. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I've. <laughs> I've been absolutely owned by some kids playing Call of Duty. Like football doesn't teach them the bad words. They already know them. Also, it's like, I can't be bothered to explain football to my my child. I'll just put on the Nickelodeon broadcast and they'll learn it that way. It's such a weird... Yeah, I don't know who who in what boardroom was like, this is a great idea, but... And as a kid, it would if I didn't care about football or if I'm too little to like really watch a game, like having fake shitty graphics, might I add, pretend to shoot slime into the end zone after a touchdown, like that's not going to keep me interested. I know. I'm like, uh, yeah. I Especially during an extra boring game like that one, because that game sucked. It was seven to three at the half. The Saints ended up winning, but all the touchdowns came like late in the game. And it was just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, because the Bears were like the worst team mm-hmm. in that wild card. Yeah. Uh, well, they did a good job. They took Mitchell Trubisky in the draft ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. You know, it was a good <laughs> call by the Bears back in that draft. Mitch Trubisky. That is Mitch such a Chicago. Like, yeah. I work down at the sausage factory and I play for the Bears on the weekends. <laughs> That's why they took him because of the name. Like, Trubisky is one of our own, you know? Yeah. I know the Trubisky clan from the South Side. <laughs> Watson? Don't know anyone named that. Never heard of that name. Mahomes? That sounds, that sounds Irish? Patrick yeah. Mahomes? I don't know about that. <laughs> Trubisky, good, nice, Polish. Southside Polish. Before we get off the Nickelodeon game, I do want to mention sports broadcasting icon Chris Mad Dog Russo. Uh, he was a New York, a famous New York uh, blowhard shithead, but um, he, uh, you know, he's he's what, like probably in his fifties now, sixties. 60s, I would guess. Yeah, he's lived 60 years on this earth, and he cannot say Nickelodeon to save his life. No. What did he even say? It was like Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon, I believe. Nickelodeon? I'm going to try to play this over the mic and see if it picks up. It's a 17-second clip, so I'm going to play it. This is Chris Mad Dog Russo talking about this game. Anybody who's watching that Nickelodeon for the game needs their head examined. The girl, when the bear dropped the touchdown in the end zone, said, oh, almost, almost. This is the NFL. Almost. I mean, that's not the response you want. That Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon thing I could not get into. Well, go ahead. What else? Uh, wow. Does he realize it's for children? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not for him. Yeah. Also, like, doesn't every announcer basically say almost when a guy drops a pass? 
in yeah, a way yeah. you say that like, Oh, he should have had that or he almost had that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think uh, mad dogs kind of like Kevin, he's been reading history and he was reading about the Nickeldonian era of the Roman Empire, maybe, or something like that. He's a big history buff. We all we can yeah. tell by listening and, to Mad Dog. And Nickeldonius. I have a litany of complaints about Mad Dog that I, I won't get too deep into, but he hosts a show on MLB Network called High Heat with Mad Dog Russo. And he it's literally just him doing a radio show straight to camera. Occasionally he has his producer talk to him, but I am totally con- like, I have no idea why MLB network continues to, because they have some pretty good shows that are watchable and it's just like sports center kind of, but with just baseball. And then his show comes on. It's like, he doesn't, he couldn't pronounce Ozzy Albies, last name. He's like, and he didn't even know his name. He's like, Hey, you're the second baseman down there in Atlanta. And it's like, dude, that's a fucking silver slugger, like all star starter. Yeah, uh, he's and so he's completely ignorant. Uh, I I get the strong sense everyone at MLB Network hates him because there was one segment I watched with Matt Vaskersian and uh, I don't remember who else. Lauren Shahadi was in it, but they were like, it was a holiday. This was like two months ago. I don't remember what holiday. But he, they were like, and before we get to our next segment, we have a special presentation that Chris Mad Dog Russo wanted to uh, do. And he read, um, I believe he read the Gettysburg Address on air (laughs) for some fucking reason. And here's the crazy part. Matt Vaskersian, Lauren uh, Shahadi, and one other person, I can't remember, were just openly mocking him. They were pretending to be asleep. They were like, so that it was pre-recorded, but so he couldn't see what they were doing, but they were just like clearly showing disdain for this guy. So it's like, he's this out of touch. He's a fucking, he's from New York, but he's a San Francisco Giants fan, I guess, because he was a fan before they left New York. Um what that's that can't that's fake that's real he's like hey i'm a giants fan and uh he he just sucks he and he false galore false galore and 70 years ago like get get a draft like uh, yeah i'd yeah. hate him i hate him because he disrespected the pope uh, <laughs> the sports pope Mike. princessa because they started together. That's a good 30 for 30 if you haven't seen it. It's very obnoxious and it's a good character uh, study of uh, dumb idiots. But um, two, two fucking blowhards. Two dumb yeah. fucking idiots who somehow continue to have jobs on TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it's fraudulent to, to be a Giants fan if you're born in New York because there's no way they were gone before he was born. Yeah. Like, I can understand uh, if you're like 80. Yeah. Didn't they leave, leave in like the early 60s? Yeah, but so he was probably a late 50s. Kid. He was a little kid because I, I think he's, I'm going to guess he's 70, but I don't know. Okay. Me, All right. Okay. Up. Maybe. But I, it's still, I agree. Yeah. It's fraudulent. Like, get over it, dude. They left May 28th, 1957. Okay. So he, he was well, like, oh, no, you're right. He, they left two years before he was born. Yeah. Yeah. And like, my, dad and uncle were Brooklyn Dodgers fans and actually they're old as fuck and they grew up 
Brooklyn Dodgers fans, but they totally turned their back on the Dodgers when they yeah exactly moved and my, to, to L.A. My grandfather was a New York Giants fan. He did the same thing. He turned his back on on pretty much baseball. All he was yeah. like he hated dad, the Yankees. He hated the Mets. Yeah. He hated the Giants. He kind of cheered for the Braves, but not really. Yeah, exactly. So that's fraudulent. And yeah, it's also just amazing how hateable Mad Dog and Francesa both are. I would say Francesa has the edge because he's at least entertaining. Russo is just like, he's a dork. There's another clip they love to play on MLB Network where he tries to take a swing, like doing soft toss. And it's the most unathletic, ungraceful, like, just it's like whoa you are just a wiry nerd and it just shows that they all are like we don't respect you and it seems like they must have signed him to a big contract on mlb network years ago and they're just like i guess we'll put up with him for however long but we hate this guy yeah to me the difference seems that like francesa francesa comes across to me as like an idiot but he's being authentic where Russo is an idiot who's also trying to up his character to be more provocative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where Francesca's mm-hmm. just like, Francesca's like talking to a deli worker or like a, you know, like a, a cab driver or something in New York and like has his insane opinions. Yeah. yeah. But the other yeah, guy's like an yeah. act. The other guy feels it's, like it's an act. It's, it's an more act of an and, act. Yeah. yeah. And it should be criminal if you're only covering one sport and you like, don't know star players from major teams that went to the uh, league championship series. Like, dude, what are they paying you for? Do you even like pay attention to this sport? Cause he, it just seems like every year he's like, I think this is the Mets year. They're going to win it this year. And then they don't. And also mispronounce the name. It's okay. You can miss like, I hate when people as someone who doesn't have a hard name to say, but for some reason people in this country can't, have had trouble saying it my whole life. It's like, yeah, just miss, just like, look, Ozzy Albies, and then like, like, oh, sorry. I, and the producer will tell you in your ear immediately, and then you'll just correct yourself. And also, I just don't buy that because if people can pronounce Game of Thrones characters' names or Harry Potter character names, you can fucking say Ozzy Albies or something like that. Yeah, it's like how a lot, even Braves broadcasters, like local people, can't do the Enye and Acuna's yeah. name and it's like what what are you doing it's not hard just imagine yeah. there's an i after the n um yeah. it's like you can't say that but you can say Tua Tagovailoa yeah yeah like they don't struggle with that or Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah even but, though um, i probably said that wrong but hey but you tried you know what i, I tried mean? yeah but uh but yeah mad dog nickeldonian he's a big uh Caesar fan or whatever, or Roman emperor, whatever it was. <laughs> emperor Nicodonius, yeah. But yeah, like the NFL weekend I thought was pretty fun. Uh, I, th- I loved seeing the Steelers lose after they had been talking so much shit about the Browns leading up into the game. And uh, something about seeing Ben Roethlisberger crying on the bench is, I don't know, oh, it makes it feel he good. He was crying? He, he cried on the bench? Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can oh, find that photo shit. to send you. <laughs> Damn, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. But that game was wow. just bizarre. Because uh, it was what? It was like first quarter, 28 to nothing. Mm-hmm. I just was yeah. like, holy shit. I didn't think, you know, I guess yeah, the, the Steelers just came out strong this year and then just went down, down, down. The Steelers had an easy schedule to start the season. 
They won some close games. They did lose a few players, but teams also figured out, oh, Ben Roethlisberger can't run anymore and he can't throw the ball deep anymore. So if we just play back, play a little bit of zone back and then put a little pressure on them, like they're toast and they don't run the ball either. They, ha- they haven't been able to run it. Uh, I think teams figured them out. And Cleveland, to their credit, like I, I've been critical of Baker Mayfield. He's rubbed me the wrong way since college or whatever a little bit, but I've started to grow grow to like him a little bit more and he's proved me wrong he is he's pretty good like he's there's no debating it he's been really good and then but the real star of those teams are nick chubb the running game of the browns is just really fucking good yeah nick chubb man he's a beast he's he's uh he's just been a freak of nature since since i first saw him as a freshman at georgia's he's just always been fucking good and I'm really um, I'm happy for him because I feel like Gurley and Sonia Michelle would get most of the talk and Chubb because Chubb's kind of a quiet guy, but he was the he's proven to be ultimately the best one. For sure. Yeah, he's a very low key, low key guy. And like his freshman year at Georgia, he was he ran for a thousand yards, I think, but then he blew his knee, he tore his ACL, I think, at the beginning of his sophomore season. And it was against you know, Tennessee. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I mean, I guess guys come back from ACLs pretty, pretty well these days, but you know, you never know when somebody like blows their knee out, how they're going to come back. And now it's like five years later, it's, he's like the best running back in the NFL. So pretty cool. But also with the Browns, uh, yeah, it seemed like they exercised some demons there against the Steelers. Cause I think that was their first playoff win since 93. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So that's kind of insane. I think it was um, the first road playoff win since like the 60s. Jesus. Like on the road, you know? Yeah. Damn. Um, not even the Falcons are that bad. But um, <laughs> um, but then also the funny thing with them is that they, they acquired Odell Beckham Jr. like a year ago maybe. And they weren't playing that well with him at the beginning of this season. And then when he tore his ACL, they the offense and Baker seemed to play better. So that can't be fun if you're Odell to be like you're the team is better without you. Is Odell anyway, hurt? Yeah, he's been out for the year. He got hurt like week three or something. Something like that. Yeah. But the Browns, you know, like it's it's kind of cool to see and watching that game, it, it sucks what we've lived through because watching that game as a Falcons fan, it's like, Oh, I know where this is going. Uh, Oh yeah. And then it didn't. And it was like, Oh, that can happen like that. Yeah. (laughs) True. True. Yeah. They didn't blow it, but they're getting that little taste of like, Hey, we, we, we don't suck anymore. And they'll probably get their hearts ripped out. Like, well, like we have so many times. The problem they are facing now is that this Sunday they play Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City mm, Chiefs. And yeah. uh, that's going to be a tough, uh, a tough order. And also the other thing about the Browns that was amazing this weekend, they played without their secondary and without any coaches. All their coaches had COVID-19 and weren't there. I mean, except for like a couple. And most of their secondary also had COVID and could not play. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So it just goes to show you don't need coaches. Who needs coaches? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
And your your favorite team, Diego, your hometown Buffalo Bills, <laughs> they pulled it out. Yeah, everyone yep. keeps pushing the Bills on me as if it's like, oh yeah, you love it. But it's funny, no one pushed the Jets or Giants when I moved to New York on me. I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because like you, I hate those teams. Like you can't root for those teams. There's just something about those teams. It's just like kind of unlikable in every way. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Everyone's like your bills. Hey, your bills. You and your wife must be happy. And it's like, well, we don't care. But they pulled it out, and I and it was a a really good game actually against the Colts. It was um, people were expecting a blowout, but the Colts are a good team. Um, but that may have been the end of Philip Rivers's career. We may never see him again throwing a a hail Mary that didn't make it to the end zone. Cause he's old as fuck. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Daggum. Yeah. I-, I can understand a little bit why people are pushing the bills on you, at least because they are like more rootable than either yeah. of those New York teams. Cause that the amazing thing about the jets is like, they're one of the worst franchises in the NFL and all of professional sports, but they get talked about so much because they're a new york team mm-hmm. and they're just like the worst run franchise in professional sports so yeah it's another that's annoying no and i i joke about like the people pushing people are because like when i talk to family or whatever it's like hey you're buffalo and i'm like i'm not i don't care um i don't really care that much but like <laughs> no you're required to be a bills fan now you know and i'm i'm fine with it it, it wouldn't be the worst team to root for but they also have a history of choking. So it's like, why, why is every team like associated with me, the chokers, but yeah, they, they play the Ravens this weekend. Cause Lamar Jackson, the Ravens took care of the Titans. And I think that's going to be a really fun matchup Saturday night, the bills and Ravens two super young up and coming teams with young, exciting quarterbacks. And uh, that should be a fun one. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah this slate of games this weekend is going to be very fun. I think, I think all the matchups are really good. Cause then you got Aaron Rodgers going up against the best defense in the NFL and the LA Rams who took out the Seattle Seahawks last week. And uh, then the other game is the game. I'm least excited to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the new Orleans saints. So like uh, the battle, yeah. the battle of the old fucking almost yeah. dead guy quarterbacks, Battle of the old douchebags. But um the Saints the Saints have dominated the Bucks this season. They've played twice and the Saints have destroyed them. So it'll be interesting to see what adjustments Tampa Bay can make for this week. And uh that one I really yeah, that could, I think that one can go either way. They all can. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean that's he, he, the NFL uh they 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 put out a competitive product, you know, the any given Sunday thing is often true. So got to give them that should be fun yeah it should be it definitely i think should be a, a a fun weekend of football i know i'll be watching and uh it'll be kind of i'll send you guys this photo later <laughs> it's roethlisberger with his head down on the bench yeah <laughs> but it should be a, it should be a fun weekend so that'll be exciting I'm shifting gears a little bit because it's we've been kind of hovering around this story that I did want to get to as well. Oh, also before we leave the NFL, sorry, I'm all over the place here. Bill Belichick, President Trump wanted to give him the Medal of Freedom, and uh, Bill has turned him down. Very brave, brave stand. 
Uh, yeah, I love all these guys who now that he's not, he's about to not be the president, they're like, no, sir. Yeah, I hate people um, are like, oh, I I love this guy even more now. And it's like, yeah, man, he wrote a letter talking about how great of a leader fucking Trump is like a, a few years ago that Trump read and they were like buddies and stuff. So like, yeah, don't let him off the hook. Uh, fuck Bill Belichick. Fuck all that support for that guy. And um, also, before we leave the NFL, as mentioned by Jimmy, a good friend of the show uh, and former sick person, Urban Meyer, is suddenly Mm. not sick anymore. And rumors are swirling that he's putting together a a staff of former uh, college coaches and some NFL guys to maybe take over the opening uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, that'll be crazy. It's uh, he'll get Trevor Lawrence. And I guess he'll just try to run like a college offense, but I hope it doesn't work out because he's a douchebag. He'll get sick and have to retire again or something. Yeah, yeah. I have diarrhea. I got to (laughs) retire. It's permanent diarrhea. Oh, no. It won't stop. It just won't stop. But yeah, so that that was those were the two football stories. But now going back to the transition I was trying to make earlier, um, Kevin, you bringing up the Mets always being good. They've already won the NL East this coming season because they signed Francisco Lindor. And, That's right. Uh, They've been called by people like Mad Dog Russo to win the East for many years in a row now. And they always find a way to blow it. But this year's different. It's over. We got Co- Cohen's doing it. So it's over. Cohen, the billionaire, is doing it. They got Francisco Lindor, probably the best shortstop in in baseball, or up there anyway. Yeah. Star yeah. from the Cleveland, currently Indians. Problematic name that they're not ready to abandon yet. <laughs> um, he is now a New York Met. So, yeah, Diego, you're right. It's over, baby. And they got yeah. like... Carrasco is that the pitcher? They also got Carrasco. Carrasco. So they're gonna be. I mean, all kidding aside, they're gonna be fucking stacked with uh, Jacob Degrom. I think probably midway through the season they'll get Noah Syndergaard back from Tommy John surgery. Marcus Stroman, Carlos Carrasco. I yeah, it's a huge get for them, but also like NL East is just gonna be stacked in general. I mean. It's probably going to be the strongest division in baseball, I would think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Braves are stacked. Yeah. Phillies, I mean, they're on, kind of a mess, but they do have some really good players. On paper, they have a lot of good players. The Nationals, you you would think, are going to rebound after last year's kind of World Series hangover weird season they had. I mean, they still have like some great pitchers down in Washington. Yeah. And the Marlins signed- are on the way up. Yeah, the Nationals just signed Kyle Schwarber, mm-hmm. uh, former Cub. So that's a that's a big bat in their lineup now. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be hard. But it's like the Mets have done this before. So while on paper they're upgrading, they they're still the Mets. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'll, that's I'll believe it when I see it. You can't ever, you can't ever underestimate their ability to just shit the bed. Uh, they did it. I know it was like a weird season that we just had, where it, I don't think you can really count it as a regular. But like 
They had they were they were like fully um they they didn't have any COVID outbreaks, I don't think. They didn't have a ton of injuries, but they just couldn't do it and they had a really good team. So And they've done it in the past. Like, didn't they sign Hanley Ramirez off of the Marlins back in the day? And it was like, oh my God, look out. And then they got Cespedes and it was like, oh my God, look out. And didn't Nelson Cruz play there for a little bit too before going to Minnesota? And it was like They've always signed big names. They just never deliver. Yeah. They, I don't, I'm not saying they're not going to be really good. I'm just saying, I think we're all saying, don't underestimate their ability to fuck it up because right. they can, they really are truly gifted yeah. at that. And also, well, don't forget about the other teams that are really good in their division, is what we're saying mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of like what I was just saying about the Jets, like the Jets are the worst franchise and professional sports arguably but they get talked about non like just whether they're good or bad they get tons of talk and so now now that the Mets like on paper have this really good roster we're gonna hear non-stop about how good they are until the season starts and into the season because people just like the the media the regional media bias especially in sports coverage is going to be all over them even though the Braves have won the NL East three years in a row now. Um, so, so it's just an annoying thing. And it also we'll have to deal with. And it's, it's the same team and they've added pitching and they've gotten better. But yeah. hey, no, no. And the Marlins are not the Marlins of old. They have a lot exactly. of promising talent and it's like, no, but forget about them. And yeah, like the also, Mets talk is going to be out of control. I get it too, though, because it's been such a boring off season because nobody – everybody's waiting for other people to spend big money and the Mets have actually made moves. So of course they're going to want to talk about it because just have something to talk about. But yeah, also the uh, White Sox signed a big deal for Liam Hendricks from the Oakland A's. So Mm -hmm. other teams are starting to make moves. No, don't get me wrong. I want to be clear. Like it worries me that they got Carrasco and Lindor. I don't need, we don't need the, the bad team in our division to get good, but I can't crown them champs the way everyone is right now because it happens every year. And then the end result is always the same. Exactly. Yep. But it's like still worrying. Don't get me wrong. It's like the fact that Cohen's spending money and bringing these guys in, it's like, Holy shit. Now there's, it's even harder now. Yeah. It's, it's definitely concerning as a Braves fan. It's not what you want. You want them to be bad, but yeah, they've, they've shown, time and time again that they find ways to be bad even when they shouldn't be so and hey maybe we won't even make it to the major league season maybe civil war will get in the way who knows and then we'll have a league of their own part two as well Mm -hmm. and the Mets won't matter (laughs) that'd be insane if like current MLB players had to enlist in a civil war (laughs) (laughs) you gotta choose a side Um, yeah yeah and then they just, yeah. I unfortunately, I have a feeling I know which side most. Uh, I MLB was going to say all, all the white MLB players are definitely going to be on one one side. I'd and say I would argue some of the Cuban players too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yeah. the Japanese players will just return home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quietly, exactly. quietly fly back home to a less COVID filled world and. Have a great life. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, that's our little hot stove stuff. My only hope now is that the Braves actually re-sign Ozuna or do something. Uh, I know they're saying they're not going to sign a third baseman or they're, they're going to start with Riley and wait and play it out that way. Yeah. Um, which is fine. He was, he was okay. Give him, I'll, I'll give him, he was really good on defense. He, he improved vastly last year. So we'll see what they do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not against them keeping Riley just yeah. I'm a sucker for that guy can fucking mash a baseball. When he gets a hold of one, it goes far. Whew. But yeah, a lot, a lot of people, because there has been speculation for over a year now that the Braves would try to acquire Chris Bryant from the Cubs. And from what the stuff I've been reading and hearing, it seems like that's they're not really interested. So, uh-huh. yeah, so it's like, please just resign Marcel. Please. It's like I know he's terrible in the field, but he made that team go. So yeah, just yeah, do it. Um, switching gears and sticking a little bit to Atlanta, the sports lords. Uh, we I want to just flex our muscle again. We've uh, we've shown how bad we are at picking throughout and predicting things throughout our time, and now we've extended our curse to the Atlanta Hawks. As soon as we hype them up, they went on a four game losing streak. And uh, they won last night. They beat the depleted 76ers um, because the NBA is quickly showing that uh, the bubble worked, but when you let people travel, it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> and, um, but the Hawks, as soon as we, as soon as we hyped them up, tanked and Bogdan broke his knee. So good job us. Yeah. Really it was we, astonishing that how, what we did there. Yeah, yeah, we really, really put a hex on them there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I guess there was a story last week about how um, there's a little bit of tension between John Collins and Trey Young. Um, but, you know, I some of that it seems like uh, is just stuff where, I don't know, it's probably common for professional athletes to not always see eye to eye, but it's definitely not what you want to hear. It's <laughs> a Hawks fan. Yeah, I I've read conflicting reports where it's like worse. Some say it's worse than what it really is. Some say it's like not that bad. It was just like a film session where they had a, a beef or whatever. But like you said, I think it happens in sports. And when you're losing multiple games in a row, tensions are a little bit high normally. Winning, I think, will take care of it. If they start winning again, it'll take care of that problem. And I don't see it being anything major. Yeah. Just competitive guys. Competitive guys. Competitive fire. But uh, yeah, COVID is really ransacking the NBA. Like the 76ers over the weekend had seven players available only, and they had to play like that. And uh, that's what the NBA is trying to do. They're starting to postpone some games because like there's not enough players to field teams at times. But yeah, quickly yeah. learning that uh, COVID's still here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of credit for how they handled the bubble and, and deservingly so. But now it's like, yeah, they did have an easier because they were basically just doing their playoffs. So it was easier to, to look at the way the bubble went. When, like we said uh, the whole time, just let's wait and see when the actual season begins, how it goes, because yeah. it's probably not going to be good. And it hasn't been. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. And like there's been. I don't know. I guess part of it is just inevitable and part of it, it does seem like there's just some guys like who are like, 
oh fuck it i'm gonna do what i want to do mm-hmm. and what's his nuts uh james harden going to a strip club or now kyrie irving going to a birthday party in new jersey it's just it's, i don't know yeah I know what and playing you know playing indoors like your sport is played indoors exclusively and you know the contact tracing that happens it's and they're gonna start allowing fans pretty soon in some states yeah like in in atlanta they're going to i think yeah georgia florida i think like arizona those states are allowing people to go to games Smart. It's a smart move. It's good. It's good. I mean, if you look around what's happened, the way things are going with this virus, you know, yeah, go forward. When you forward, when you just look at what's happening with the players who are supposedly more restricted in what they can do and ever, you know, just on their own without fans and you see what's happening. Hey, what Mm -hmm. adding a few more to the mix? What, what, what could go wrong? Why not? Yeah. Cram them in there. But, um, it's like Cuomo said, just let's just, we got to open it up. You know, the vaccines here, we're almost possibly in the clear, but let's just, let's quit fucking around. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time you want to get COVID. Now's the time you want to like get on a, a respirator when like you see the light potentially at the end of the tunnel. Now's the time to risk it. Now's <laughs> the time to go get sick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been a weird NBA year because of that also because some teams haven't performed the way they've been predicted to so it's still kind of wide open i still have faith in our in our young hawks i think uh once they get their full team back and you know the a few shots started going in yesterday and it got confidence up i think they'll uh they'll hopefully rebound and they're the seventh seed they're still in it still got a long way to go a lot of season left here Unless it gets canceled by COVID. Unless it gets canceled by COVID or a civil war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, in the NBA, we sh- should say that um, we talked a little bit about how the Nets uh, are going to have some issues, you know, juggling the personalities between Kyrie and KD. And it's already kind of going off the rails a little bit there because um, I believe beginning last Wednesday with the storming of the Capitol, since then, Kyrie has not played for the Nets, and there hasn't been a ton of word as to why he wasn't playing. Uh, but some people were saying it was because he was upset about what's happening politically and whatnot. Now he's getting in trouble, like, or people are exposing him for for going to like his sister's birthday party, um, and I guess is possibly exposing himself to COVID. Yeah, so, he's that's a, that's the thing to keep your eye on. He's missed four games due to personal reasons, and that just seems ex- like four games is a lot, especially in a shortened NBA season. Um, especially when you're not winning all those games, like the Nets aren't. Yeah, and um, and if it, you know, if if there's legit, I I've been trying to give the guy a little bit of a break. I I come down on him pretty hard. And at first it was like personal reasons, like, all right, whatever, who knows what's going on. But then when you see him at parties hanging out, it's like, okay, I don't know. Now I'm like losing a little bit of that slack I'm giving you. It's starting to yeah. shorten quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Kyrie is like, he doesn't seem like a bad guy or, or, or an asshole necessarily, but it's just like, it's just 
yeah, he's just kind of weird. <laughs> and uh, if you were his teammate, I think you'd be like, what the fuck, man? Like, don't you want to win these basketball games that were paid a lot of money to play? I don't know. Right. He was, he kept saying last season when KD came over that they needed to get more players still, which meant getting rid of some of the old nets who had mm-hmm. led the team to the playoffs multiple years. Yeah. And now he's not even showing up for those guys. And like Karis Lavert is playing amazing. Who's a like role has now been moved to the bench role and he'll start for Kyrie and he's not there. And I'm keeping a close eye because he's on my fantasy team and doing real well for me. But uh, it's like, yeah, do you even really need Kyrie at this point? Yeah, like I'm sure Katie, he's been like backing him publicly, but I'm sure he's starting because Katie is, you know, obviously super competitive, wants to win, is there to to try and win championships. So I'm sure he's probably starting to be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, Katie Katie lives and breathes basketball. Like that's all he does. Like he watches basketball when he's not playing it. He studies it. He's like obsessed with it. So I think, yeah, you're right. I think he's too competitive that at a certain point, it's going to be like, Hey man, we we did this together to like win. And and I know the playoffs aren't here, but we got to get there. We got to get a good seed. We, you know, we don't want to fuck around and do this. Yeah. And like everybody's upset about how fucked up and stupid our country is, but like, Come on, man. You got to play. Also, like we were saying off mic earlier, we were talking about this. It's like, if, if you're upset about it, that's 100% understandable. And I, and I agree with you. What are you doing to like better the situation with your platform? Yeah. You have a platform, you have influence, you have a say. If you don't want to play because you're going to like take the Colin Kaepernick route and become an activist. I mean, not that Colin did that on purpose he's been blackballed we know that but like if you want to become an activist like Kaepernick or other athletes and stop playing to do that that's awesome I fully support it but you're not doing that right now you're just going yeah parties yeah like you'd think you'd be making announcements about that but you're just like not saying anything it's like okay that's like Bill Simmons would say constantly when he was still a Celtic look if 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 Kyrie wants to leave Boston I'll, I'll drive him to the airport myself so there you go he he tried to warn us he tried to warn us bill was willing to fly from los angeles to boston to then rent a car and drive kyrie irving to the airport (laughs) yeah his private jet um yeah but yeah kyrie uh you know he's he's that dangerous toxic mix of he's probably smarter than a lot of NBA players, but he thinks because of that, he's some kind of brain genius. And yeah, that's not to say NBA players are especially dumb or anything. They're probably very intelligent, but they spend most of their time thinking about basketball, not, you know, global politics or, uh, history or, you know, yeah. Well, like all professional athletes, I mean, you have to be like extremely focused and driven to succeed. And so understandably, a lot of those guys don't spend a lot of time worrying about stuff they can't control because they, they're professional athletes. Yeah. I, I mean, to that point, and this is to defend athletes a little bit. Uh, I saw a lot of people coming down on, on like Aaron Rodgers and James Harden and a few other like guys who were like, when asked about the, 
riot and the insurgency onto the Capitol, they were like, oh, I didn't really know much about it or I haven't seen it. And everyone's like, how would you not know? And it's like, James Harden said, like, when I, when I have a game, I show up to the arena at like two o'clock or whatever. And then it's just, I turn everything off. I am just focused on the game. And that's how some of these athletes are, especially the really good ones. And you have to do that kind of shit to get mentally ready. So he may have missed some shit. So it's like, I, I, I'm kind of, what I'm saying is I want to give these guys a little bit of a break. And also, why do you care what athletes think of this stuff? You know, we should be more yeah. worried about why the police didn't do anything to stop these people, why the National Guard was not, you know, like we should look at our leaders yeah. more so than at like football players and basketball players to give us our takes on global politics and the fall of democracy in this country. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you should only care if if Aaron Rodgers is tweeting, like, I support our Patriots who are sieging the Capitol. Right. Then it's like, okay, but otherwise I don't really give a shit what their opinion is people like me no one gives a shit what i think but i'm forcing it down your throat <laughs> yeah. um but yeah. anyway and on to brighter news i do want to mention this to you real quick before we go here i hate the new i hate the apple commercial that keeps running throughout the playoffs is this the, the one where they like they have all the different celebrities and activists oh Apple. Yes. Yeah. Some yeah. people just don't take no for an answer some people just and it's like all these dumb idiot celebrities with a fucking computer that, you know, I always want to be like, some people can't afford IMAX because they're $2,000, you piece of shit. Oh, it makes me so mad. And also what makes me, what what, what pisses me off about the commercial, because I didn't even hear the audio because I just instinctively mute all, any and all commercials. I do too, but I always hear the first line, which is some people don't take no for an answer. Yeah, so I don't know the rest of the content, but as far as visual content, it just rubs me so the wrong way when it because it's like a Black Lives Matter meeting where someone's using a Mac, and it's like that's so disgusting to be like a major corporation mm-hmm. that uses cheap, uh, questionable yeah. labor methods, but be like we're actually woke and good, and yeah, you should associate us with Black Lives Matter. Yes, like even though we're paying the Chinese woman who puts together these IMAX, you know, fourteen cents an hour or whatever, we're really good, good people. Yeah, it's it's really unsettling, and like, I guess you could make an argument that oh, well, it's better than them saying like it's better than them showing guys marching into the Capitol with their MacBooks like and guns. But and I'm not equating Black Lives Matter with that. I'm just saying like it's the other end the the yeah and don't and don't it's just gross when a company cheapens an uh a movement by being like well it's part of our brand now and like if you support that you should probably buy a macbook um yeah also some people don't say take no for an answer sometimes you yeah you know you know who doesn't take no for an answer rapists exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah and it's also just like playing into, yeah, just like limousine lib types who who all own Apple products and like, yeah, this confirms to me what I already knew. I'm a good person because I'm an Apple customer, and mm. therefore I'm uh, I'm I'm a better person than than uh, the average. And I and so. I take it especially personally because like recently I've been for a long time now i've been looking to buy a new computer but the pandemic made me spend all the money i had for my computer in order to eat and do that stuff 
And uh, now I'm looking to get a new computer, you know, for the podcast and for some classes and stuff I'm going to start taking, but I can't afford an Apple iMac. They're too expensive. Uh, I might might have a line on a, an app, a a cheap low cost one. We'll talk off mic. We'll talk off mic, but yeah, I've never owned an Apple computer because they're too expensive. I am using one now, but it's because it's my wife's old work computer. And so. I am I'm in the same position. I've never had one and I'm using my girlfriend's old work MacBook that this is the crazy thing about America is you don't realize how much companies just like churn through money and they probably would have just destroyed this if I hadn't taken it. Well that's yeah. Yeah. Not to I mean that that Apple Mac you're offering me, that's the one that you you acquired over in DC you said? Yeah, a group of patriots met you, like, up. Like founded in an office or something. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we we went into uh, Congressman Jim Clyburn's office, <laughs> and I helped myself to all of his electronics because mm-hmm. you and paid I, for them. Yeah, well, those yeah. are owned by the citizens. Yeah, so it's really and our I did, property. I did take a dump in his office, but that's because <laughs> Clyburn is actually in a parts of wales it's a word for bathroom ah so that makes sense yeah so that kind of explains it's just a misunderstanding and that was a two dump afternoon for you just for the record close five dump five dump afternoon i also took a dump in tammy duckworth's office uh i took a dump in collins i think you said yeah collins and and finally, I took a dump in um, like little Marco or Ted. I couldn't remember who you said. No, it was, uh, it was Jamal Bowman. Oh, Bowman. Okay. So sure. you peed in little Marco's office. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he needs that water all the time. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a big day. But uh, yeah, I agree. That commercial sucks. Yeah, so. it, it, it's just they they keep showing it on repeat and it really bugs me because uh it makes me feel bad it makes me feel like a lesser than because i don't take because I, I take no for an answer when people are like no we can't do that that's what capitalism is all about making you feel bad for not having a thing that you yeah. can't afford mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like a a covid test yeah exactly okay. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> we want to slow the spread of this pandemic but you're gonna have to pay us to get tested to see if you have it um but yeah on on that note (laughs) i think we're gonna start wrapping up here (laughs) yeah well um good news is it's a beautiful day here i don't know how it is where you fellas are but here in new jersey it's gorgeous that's great that's great it's it's been cold and rainy uh in atlanta for the last few days so um so yeah it's been real nice here up until today uh recently it's a little bit gloomy today, but he's still making wings, so I'm so happy. Hey, there you go. I made some wings myself last night. Nice. They came out pretty good. That's great. Yeah. Nice. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I recommend that Heaven's Gate documentary, but it's okay. pretty, it's disturbing, but it's good. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. And I recommend sports, folks. Yeah, That's definitely. Creepy cat just fucking chilling behind me anyway yep, there it is mm-hmm. but um 
but yeah, hopefully everyone uh, have a good week. Have a good rest of your week. Um, try to stay alive. Stay away from Capitol buildings, like we said. Unless you're fighting for freedom or whatever bullshit uh, the internet has told you. But, um, but yeah, stay alive. Stay safe. And uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how to end this. Um, um, I, I think stay alive is good. Don't tase don't your balls. Don't tase yeah. your balls. Stay alive like in Last of the Mohicans. We will yep. find you no matter what occurs. Exactly. Bye. 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 I love war, but I love pussy more. Yes, sir. I love war, but I love pussy more. Pussy. Daddy want a purple heart. That Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon thing I could not get into.